Welcome to Hensley's Hangout with Kyle and Pat. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hensley's Hangout, where we break down everything that's going on in our 10-person fantasy football league. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Pat. How are you doing tonight, Pat? Doing good, man. Almost the end of the season. Definitely almost the fantasy season. Getting down to the wire over here. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry how was Christmas. your How was your holiday? Fantastic, as always. Uh, had fun at the Ravens game. Christmas was fun. Now looking forward to New Year's. Uh, baby's first Christmas over here. Theo's, I guess, like four and a half months old or something, for the record. Um, <laughs> for, and, everyone, for everyone tracking it. Yeah, there. right. And uh, a lot of good baby's first Christmas stuff going on. Um, we hosted on the 25th. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I guess, like, getting into the agenda for today, um, it was a pretty crazy week in the NFL. Another Monday night showdown in the league um, with Brennan kind of clinching his Super Bowl berth on Monday night. Um, we'll be looking forward to that championship week. And spoiler alert, I will be making my way into second straight Cashman's Heroes Super Bowl. Um, Let's hope it's not another loss this time. I mean, we'll, we'll get into I'm it. I'm starting to have this feeling that you created this league just so that you could be in the championship and make money for yourself. <laughs> I can't wow. can't confirm or deny that. But call that we'll the, the call that the long con. <laughs> yeah, uh, making uh, Bernie I mean, Madoff definitely. Uh, yeah, if gave you, you your inspiration. I, so okay, I won one twenty dollar bonus. Uh, I'm guaranteed at this point to get a hundred bucks if even if I lose. So okay, what does winner get? A three hundred. Okay, so a little bit of a of a shorter con if I win, but but I, really the headline for today is um, reviewing your Christmas Eve experience. Oh. Um, and, but, but the highlight is Hunter of Prudence Delilah ruining Christmas. Yes, it's quite the adventure we went on all day Saturday. And uh, I'm really excited for us to share with you our experiences as well as our audience because I know everybody was couldn't stop but watch the notifications come across the phone about what was happening with Hunter. So we'll we'll get there. We'll get there soon. Uh, he's in the he's in the car actually driving to Florida with his girlfriend, who may or may not still be his girlfriend. We'll find out soon. Um, yeah, they might have somebody in the car making sure that she doesn't strangle him on their way back to Florida. So so we have a captive audience. They're somewhere between Baltimore and uh, where do they live? Sarasota. Yep. Um, so a couple of things before we get into the this week's matchups. The game itself that we went to. Yeah, right. So the Ravens got the win. The Falcons obviously stink, but a win's a win for this Ravens team right now. That's pretty depleted offensively. Yeah. Not just with the play calling, but just the obvious personnel issues. I mean, yeah. they typical Ravens football game like this was a uh, culture game again, running the football effectively, playing mm-hmm. good defense, taking care of a bad team. You know, as much as everybody wants to shit on the Ravens for not being that good, which I mean, you could definitely make that case, but they're still week in, week out winning these games. That This is just shows their depth on the defensive side of the ball. Right. And, you know, they clinched the playoff berth. So it's like first-round exit, who knows, but they're in the playoffs, and they're obviously in the top tier of the NFL teams in the league. And at this point, we've got two weeks to kind of improve our seeding. I mean, I think it would kind of take a miracle at this point to dethrone the Bengals, but, uh, I mean, a, a better seed would be the first wild-card slot, right? Yeah, I mean... Right now, as it stands, we'd be going to Jacksonville, which it looks like that'll be the case 
unless the Titans win the NFC South, or I'm sorry, AFC South. But no they're, way. They're pretty. Uh, they look pretty bad. They're, they're they got no awful. They have nobody healthy. They have to play the Cowboys on Thursday Malik night. Malik Willis sucks. And yeah, we'll get there. <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk about that. But you know, we'll be in playoffs, so that's good. Anything can happen. Who knows? So I wanted to get your thoughts on Desmond Ritter's. Is this his second game now? Yes, he played the Saints and then he played us. And so, he had a, he like two hundred something yards, but I'm not. I haven't really seen it yet from him. So I mean, they also got no. Speaking of lack of receivers, mm. besides their rookie mm-hmm. wide receiver and Drake London, right? They got nobody. They no got the Kyle Pitts. Yeah, right. I mean, uh, Cordell Patterson wasn't effective at all. No, I mean Tyler I mean, Algiers coming. It's a bad. It's a bad offense. It's a bad defense. It's a bad team. Yeah, but I mean, I guess like so. Desmond Ritter, what was he? A third or fourth round quarterback. So I guess that, like it's not like the expectations are super duper high for him. But coming in with Marcus Mariota, uh, quote, I'm air, strong air quotes injured, mm-hmm. really just sucking badly. Uh, I mean, it's like it seems like he's doing. It's not like he's getting wins, but at least he's. Getting the job. We'll done. see how the Falcons go along with him. I mean, I don't know if they have a first round pick or not, but I they, suspect they would be in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes if it came to ugh, that. We're not getting into that right now. <laughs> but but the Falcons said they have more glaring needs, and I think in that shit division, yeah, they just need somebody to get them to like nine and eight, and they would have a chance at a division title. That's weird, but true, I guess. Yeah, I mean, with the uncertainty with uh, Brady and Tampa Bay. Carolina seems to be okay. Saints kind of look pretty shitty with their uncertainty at quarterback as well. Andy and, Dalton's horrible. Uh, so is their coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the NFC South is a joke. So, I mean, Ritter, he could be okay. I mean, it's his second game, small sample size, too mm-hmm. early to tell. Well, I, I, I guess some other wild stuff going on in the uh, in the NFL this week. They can't touch my deep ball. Every game I'm scoring. I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Chase McSorley. Rep that blue and white. You know I do it for the glory. Baker won the so this, this, for anyone who doesn't know, this is the, the Trace McSorley song by Maddie Fresh. It's got like 28,000 views on YouTube. So uh, the equivalent of our podcast yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm imagining like some frat boys set up some, honestly, a, a studio that probably for looked, a darty, for a darty. Looked, looked very much like this. Yep. Uh, but except the, the, the big difference is they call it the lab. They're yeah. cooking up beats in the lab, and I think there's probably like I'm imagining Macklemore, oh yeah, uh, Wiz Khalifa, yep, Mac Miller, yep. What else do frat boys listen to? You probably hit the the, the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> what of frat what boy else music? do frat boys listen to in 2015? <laughs> God, yeah, exactly. I mean, touchdown, Trace McSorley. I mean, uh, that was a booty ass Sunday night football game. Yeah, I mean, we drafted him. He was a sixth round quarterback for the Ravens. He was serviceable. He did. He, I mean, they drafted him the year they went fourteen and two. He wasn't even the backup. RG three was right. Oh yeah, um, he he was in the the legendary uh, poopy pants game, right? Yeah, he was. I I mean, that was a bad game. He he is exactly at where he needs to be. I mean, hopefully the Cardinals can get Colt McCoy back because DeAndre Hopkins did not do dick. With Trace McSorley, I, uh, I I didn't watch much. It was like Greg George I mean, was a dude, guy. <laughs> watching watching the Buccaneers play is so painful. They, right they now. are horrible. I don't understand how 
lackluster that offense is. Somebody else who's been shit in the bed for the Bucks is Mike Evans. And it's like you see the lineup on paper. It's like this team is stacked. But they yes. look awful. I don't – I think it's lack of coaching. Uh, I mean, Bowles, he might be a good coordinator, but I don't know if he's a pretty good head coach or not. I'd, uh, so I, I stopped watching after the first quarter, and Chris Collinsworth was talking about Trace McSorley's moxie. What the and, fuck is that? Well, you, you know it's not going well when Chris is talking about moxie. Um, it's looking like Colt McCoy is probably going to be going to be back this week. Who cares? I mean, <laughs> as long as as long as he does well in Atlanta to help D Hop, I think that's who they're playing. But uh, the thing is about we got to like kind of talk about these announcers that have had these shit Thursday of like Al Michaels, mm. Herb Street, Collinsworth, Tariko, and then the Monday Night Crew. There hasn't been too many good primetime games. Like, look it's at true. them trying to drum up entertainment. Like talking about. You know, imagine having these late games. I will say season, though, but that are so injured like, and stuff. It's August, and you're looking at games for December, and it's like Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, Kyler Murray fresh off of his Obviously, huge new contract. Yes. It's like this could be with playoffs right around the corner. Could be like a, a game with huge implications. Absolutely, and but then on the same token. Who do you think's idea was to put the Jaguars against the Jets on Thursday Night Football this late in the season, too? Which, yeah, that, that was ironically, both games were, like, the Jets game, I mean, wasn't a very good game, but, like, it actually had implications for teams looking right. in. Yeah. Right. And now, and then you would have thought the Bucks cardinals would have been a great game, but no. Yeah. Oh, the, and the other one from this week, Rams defending Super Bowl championship uh, champions Rams versus uh, new $250 million quarterback Russ Wilson. I mean, you would expect that to be a important yep. competitive game. No. Uh, Baker ended up beating the Rams fifty or beating the Broncos, excuse me, fifty-one fourteen, and ended Hackett's career. Yeah, the the over on that game, over under on that game was thirty six. The the Rams <laughs> beat it themselves it. in the first half. Oh my god! Like it's just insane. I mean, that was just a. I think the Broncos' defense were like, "Fuck this, we're checked out. Like, we're done." I don't blame them. I mean, I I didn't I didn't really watch the game, but like I I read on Twitter that people that again Broncos players were fighting on the sideline, yelling at each other the whole nine yards. It's like what a shit show. Dude. I just it just this will be. I mean, this could be a hot take, but this could go down as like one of the more disappointing football teams, football seasons in NFL history, because this team going into the season. Had so much hype, you know. Mm-hmm. They were talking about possible AFC West. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, James. Uh, what's the Javante Williams? Javante Williams. They just had all, with Russell Wilson. They had tight ends. I mean, they, we the, knew the defense was going to be good. Yeah, they just had so much promise. I mean, obviously they were going to have a tough time in that division because you know, two of the four teams last year made the playoffs: the Raiders and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But you know, Justin Herbert was going to be solid. You mm-hmm. knew. That Mahomes was always going to be up your ass, but like them being this bad is ridiculous. Just, and then the Seahawks also being serviceable, if not good, yeah. is another mystery. But finally, they got rid of Hackett. I was wondering if they, there's no way they could have just let him last the season. Like, just get him out, just go. If there's any good news, it's that Russ Wilson, there's no cap savings on this deal until like 2026 or yeah, something like that. This is they are going to use every single ounce of him. It's just the, the definition of the sunken cost fallacy, right? Right. Here. So, like, I mean, I, I guess they're going to. Oh, I saw actually on Roto World earlier that um, they were enlisting the help of, uh, I guess, part owner Condoleezza Rice to find a new head coach. I love that. Remember when she was 
talked about to be the new coach of the the Browns, or she was going to be part of the general manager for the Browns a couple years ago. I think she's going to have to get uh, Dick Cheney take a couple of these guys down Sarah, to Guantanamo Bay, down to Guantanamo Bay, and maybe coerce <laughs> them to be uh, Broncos coaches. Possibly. Fool this man! <laughs> so what do you think go forward with now, or what do you think? Do you think Russell bounces back from this? And uh, I also, before you also answer. You mentioned the whole thing about them fighting on the sidelines. I think the problem also starts with the culture with Russell Wilson. I think, you know, he keeps saying that cringy line about Broncos country, let's ride. But <laughs> he is not associating with his teammates. He didn't – he doesn't, like, seem like there's good team chemistry there. So, like, in your opinion, do you think Russell Wilson bounces back from this physic or I mean, on and off the field? Not, not anytime soon. I mean I- – I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, the alternative is this just becomes like a total basement dwelling shit show team for years to come. Which I mean, that's bad for the NFL. Uh, it's bad for anybody who ends up being drafted there. I mean, it, that would that would stink. I mean, I I I got to imagine that Russ, though he may be exposed right now, is not being as good as anybody thought he was. You've, I mean, it's not like it's not like he got to where he is totally without. QB skills of his own. So, like, hopefully with a new coach that has a different scheme, um, I mean, hopefully he has a little bit of a, of a change of heart or something like that. In the yeah, next I don't year even know if you could deal him just because of that. Oh, hell no. The, I no. I, def, I mean, no. no they would, would, no one would want him right now. I don't think anybody would want him just for the performance and also that contract is brutal. Unless, in my opinion, what you could do, and I don't know if this this will ever happen, which I strongly doubt, but... They would trade him to like Arizona for Kyler Murray, Jeez. and and just like, no way because it's contract for contract. Like when in like two years? I, I don't know. I'm just like spitballing. No here. no team would take Russ until well, he Kyler Murray showing and King, I don't know what they're doing with Kingsbury. They'll probably fire his ass. Yeah, I think so. And because well, they, they fired the GM already, right? Well, he took a leave of absence. Oh, okay. And I, there were two shit contracts. I mean, Kyler Murray doesn't get along with Kingsbury. Seems like to be difficult. And he's younger with a younger roster in Bronx, yeah. Denver. I don't know. I'm just like just hypotheticals here because you have to get rid of that contract and you have to find another team that would be willing to take it on. And since they already have a shit contract of their own, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, point. I mean, fantasy wise, great season, but as a quarterback itself, you know, not very good. Shit the bed. But one thing that gave me an early Christmas present on Christmas Eve was the Cowboys beating the Eagles. Oof. Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a dark cloud over uh, Christmas Eve in this oh, household. Oh yeah, how was uh, how was Meredith coping? She wasn't loving it. She wasn't <laughs> loving it. But you know, she 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 soldiered on. I mean, she looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean they they led up to it. Like he he was a starter. He's a serviceable backup. Yeah. I think they predicted that the game was going to be close. I mean, the Cowboys seemed to have some flaws, but they they powered through. Eagles fall. I mean, they have the Saints, so that. They have, you know, I mean, a this, chance to clinch the division. At this point, the only thing that the Eagles have to lose is the number one seed, you know, and they've got two weeks left. I, I think they could, I think they could keep it. Yeah. I think they'll probably hold Jalen. Well, if they out tie with week. the Vikings, they own the tiebreaker over the Vikings. Yeah. Um, so I guess a couple other quick hits, weird stuff going on in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Tua onto his third concussion of the year. He looked like shit. Three picks, three concussions. That guy, his brains are scrambled eggs, as Josh yeah, pointed out. Yeah, I'm his lips like not falling off at this point. He, I mean, I didn't even realize it, but that second half, 
I mean, they the, they were saying that like after he had that concussion, his performance started dipping. Yeah, and it makes complete sense why now because I watched that most of that game just be, naturally like the scumbag, ugh, the scumbag that I am. Mm-hmm. I bet on Christmas on the Dolphins, and they did not do. <laughs> They shit the bed. I'm pretty surprised they lost that game to the Packers, but now it makes sense that he was concussed because those interceptions he threw were bad. So, well, yeah, definitely. I, I, I will say, as a Tyreek Hill manager, I'm a little concerned about it, but I, I'm just looking back at, at Tyreek's stats right now. and He's, even He was fine. It was like, you know, 14, 15 points. It's not, oh, it's not, not just great. 25, 30 something. Like it's not going to be a ceiling game with Teddy Two Gloves, but it, hopefully, you know, it just he's a necessary part of the offense. No, I think. He'll he'll still get his own, but you've definitely had a higher connection with Tua. Of course, and it'd be crazy if the Dolphins end up not making playoffs. I mean, they were is talking. Is that even is that a possibility? Absolutely, they're the seventh seed right now. Oh wow! Five and six are locked up with the Ravens and the Chargers as of, la- as yeah, of last. Yeah, that's night. right. That's right. I mean, there's a couple of teams as we say sniffing around, but the yeah. Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins have to play Buffalo. Or Speaking I'm sorry, of, they have to play. It's uh, Patriots and then Jets. Yeah, That's not tough. easy game. They're That's division tough. games too. Mm-hmm. I uh, so you said sniffing around. I want to say it was Sunday night. The um, the turf out some blow. The turf. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed my skis. Uh, no, uh, the Colombian marching powder. <laughs> uh, I I I want to say on Sunday night they were one of the little animations said that the in the hunt teams were lurking. Yeah, I like sniffing around better. Yeah, sniffing around is fun. Like we'll uh, talk about it. Circle back. <laughs> um, I guess one other one other thing we already kind of touched on is just Malik Willis sucks. How did the Texans <laughs> beat the Titans? What is going? I mean, like the Texans is a, the, there's no names. There's no that game just shows the Titans shouldn't be in playoffs. That's and ridiculous. They, they suck. And like and they, they their injuries depleted. Well, the Tam- Texans the Texans took the Chiefs to the to overtime last week. Uh, not like whatever week 15 recently yeah um and then i mean i feel like they've been in a couple of really competitive games lately yeah i mean i'm not really sure about either team they're pretty shitty both bad Pre- teams yeah pretty shit division i don't think either one has their quarterback the future on the roster i mean we've gotten a couple spurts of malik willis sightings but how many times has he eclipsed over 100 yards passing uh none <laughs> i want to say none i don't think he has yeah it's <laughs> like you know you have Derrick Henry, who's in his late twenties, so his time will be yeah. up. There's some. I mean, they, got, like, they have a good organization. The Titans, they again, they're playing a really bad division. But money, if you're a betting man, the the Jaguars are going to be the team of the, the the future in that division for the next, you know, foreseeable future. For the foreseeable yeah. future, I guess, if they can figure something out at quarterback, but that remains to be seen. And who's that? The Titans. Yeah. Yeah, they're. Besides the Jaguars, all three teams have quarterback questions. Colts have a dumpster fire of an mm-hmm. organization going on. Yeah, right yeah, there. yeah. Confirmed Jeff Sunday, Saturday, Monday, whatever day he's playing. Or coaching, Dog cannot shit. coach. Dog shit. It was fun beating the Raiders, but I've, I was watching that game. <laughs> they just suck. <laughs> like, they got some bad contracts on that team. They That's another team that should just blow it up. I think uh, Michael Pittman could use a change of scenery. I think a couple of their Darius Leonard, the linebacker, could use a change of scenery. They have pieces they could move, but just with that ownership, lack lack of direction, I think they would want to, you know, get out of there. Well, um, I, I think we can leave it at that. Want to get into the week sixteen review? Let's do it. Last week.
today. So I, I think you might have cut this out of the out of the dock. I see it's not in here anymore, but you're the one taking a shot of Malort this week. Uh yeah, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dreading doing this, but here, hold please. Why don't you like put some elevator yeah, music? So <laughs> I guess uh, we had both picked me to beat the Erdmans because of Jalen Hurts injury. I picked Bokeland to beat Prudence. Pat picked Prudence to beat Bokeland. Um, so that'll do it. So, I mean, the number one and the number two seeds, they're both retired. Okay. That was a perfect pour, by the way, without even spilling a drop. <laughs> All right, cheers. Cheers. Ooh, he spilled a little down. He's dribbling a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. He's, he's got cerebral palsy oh over here. Oh, my God. I miss the Barton's vodka. <laughs> Jesus. God, that was terrible. Um, well, chasing him with my beer. Hold, please. <laughs> I guess first matchup. Let's get into me versus uh, versus the Erdmans. They took a dump. This is a revenge game for me. He beat me the last time, and he actually had the highest score of the week. It was like 150 plus points. So a uh, bit of a revenge game for me. Erdmans were trending downward uh, to start the week. You know, he had Jalen out. I don't know why he played Zay Jones in that Thursday night game. It was like 20-mile-an-hour winds, thirties, weather in the 30s. It was raining heavily the whole time. I pivoted out of Christian Kirk, but he left Zay Jones in, who got him just a handful of points. I I pivoted from uh, Kirk to DJ Moore, which is a freaking heartburn-inducing pivot, but um, it ended up being... It ended up working out. DJ yeah. Moore got like had like his second best game of the year, twenty yeah, plus nobody, points. Nobody, nobody except Trevor Lawrence in that game really had an incredible fantasy night. I no, mean, it was a. I mean, it was Etienne a, it was had terrible. a decent, but um, otherwise than that, you know, pretty bad game. And uh, Kyle, I mean, Kyle, how many times have we talked about Tyler's wide receivers? Yeah, it's true. It's it's tough. I mean, he could. I was looking at what was on his bench, and uh, Chark or Lazard would have been. Good, but not great pivots. I mean, would it just, have mattered? No, it wouldn't have. Ultimately, so I mean, your team has been the one that has needed to be beaten. She's been producing high points, and um, it was going to be always tough for Dan Urban to beat you, dude. Ramondre Stevenson. I feel like he was really kind of on a running back one type path, and he's he been hitting the the Patriots block. Yeah, as a team, time. that 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 team's got a cesspool of bullshit going on in there. Oh, he actually is still number eight running back on the season. That's crazy. Yeah, after some duds of performances. But I mean, I think that kind of shows just how tough it's been at the running back position. Yeah, that offense, they're pretty bad, too. I mean, they are pretty remedial. They, Matt Patricia, a pretty bad play caller. Yeah, awful. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's disappointing that our top two teams – well, not disappointing, but – they both had lackluster performances from their teams. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins had a pretty nice game by by Kirk's standards. I mean, twenty four points. That's probably among among his top performances of the year. Um, but yeah, not not quite enough firepower yeah, I mean, over there. With it was Jaylen always out. yeah. With Jalen Hurts out, I mean, that was at least twenty points that Tyler missed right there. That from his replacement, maybe fifteen. So it's that was always going to be a tough order, Phil. I had to play against a guy in another fantasy league. Who had Jalen Hurts out, and I beat him by twenty something points. So it was like, oh wow! And he was the number one team, and he was cursing to the heavens. Believe me. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I get it. Like, 
How many people do you think were in fantasy playoffs because of Jalen Hurts? A lot. I mean, and, everyone who had Jalen Hurts and I'd, made I'd, the playoffs. I would love to know <laughs> the percentage of teams in playoffs across all fantasy leagues who had Jalen Hurts and then lost. And then lost. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this happens every year. Some shit like this ends up going down. Yep. Um, I mean, on my side, Allen and Burrow is a strong safety net most yeah. weeks. I mean, it's like, okay, 40 to 60 points. Um, Saquon had a great game, and honestly, he has not had a lot of great games lately, so that was that was awesome. Yeah, he's going to be the guy to lean on for the rest of – or, I'm sorry, in the championship. He's got a – I think he's got a pretty good matchup coming up, too. Yeah, who's he got this week? Uh, oh, Indianapolis. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> So I made the last second decision to put Miles Sanders in over Tony Pollard. And I will admit, this was not trusting the process. This was following my emotions. My wife is a big Eagles fan. Eagles, Cowboys game. So win your fantasy game or sleep on the couch. Exactly. <laughs> it, like, let's say. You horn dogs. Let's, let's, let's say Tony Pollard had a two-touchdown game. And I'm cheering while they are beating the Eagles. I, I would be in deep shit. So, you know, I had to. Sanders had to, has been the most unpredictable running back and I think you know possibly could have played them both I mean we talked about before that Barkley and Pollard are probably your automatic starts no matter what even though Pollard's in a true timeshare yeah and Sanders as the RB1 on the Eagles they still don't use him like a traditional RB1 so it's kind of tough it's interesting you mentioned that because now Tony Pollard he didn't practice Monday or Tuesday this week so I mean um, they're they're playing the Titans this week, which all season has been strong run D, extremely bad pass D. So it's like kind of a dicey matchup. Because, but like, and it's, I think well, we're it's Thursday night, and it's on the road, and it's on the it's like really not they're ten and looking. a half point favorites. The vibes are not good at all for Tony Pollard. Yeah, he is cool. the he is the pass catching back. So like, I feel if, like you have to roll with him if he's if he practices tomorrow. We'll talk about it. Later in the podcast, when breaking down your guys' matchups, yeah, it's or the a, matchup. That's a tricky one. But uh, I want to talk about this guy. Week one, and now week sixteen, Cam Akers. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, so I drafted Cam Akers in our startup draft. Well, give, like, well, hold on. Let's give our li- listeners some context. You know, Cam Akers zero points week one. And uh, healthy scratches a couple times earlier in the season. Under and then, t- under ten points in the first twelve weeks of the season, and then all of a sudden thirty five points in a game that didn't matter against the Broncos with Baker Mayfield against one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, that's throwing some serious smoke screens there. I, it, what do you what do you what do you, have to, what do you have to say about him? Like, what are you trying to do? I mean, I, I, it's nice to see that that he can do it. However, I mean, like. He scored three touchdowns. Like, that's a product of running backs falling down inside of the five-yard line. You know, there are wide receivers, excuse me, falling down inside the five-yard line. It's like the ball's not—it's not always going to bounce that way. It's nice to know that he can pull it off, and it's nice to know that it's at time at the Rams where, like, they trust him in those situations. But it's not like—I don't think it's going to happen again. Do you think he's now built up— some equity to stay on the team or what do you think the Rams that is, is so no I I still I still think that they are fluffing them up and look at how like look at this cool object that you can trade for yeah I just that's that's a good point I mean this is something that you know you can market him to other teams but yeah. I mean personally I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole I think you're stuck with him until he puts together more you solid me abshagging yes oh yeah yeah sure. I don't know what the fuck the Rams are doing with him but no. 
I know you are going to just you – know, hey, who knows? Like, I, and it's maybe like, he gets dealt to another team, but you, until he has consistent performances, just have him it's, – it's, it's just an asset that's going to fl- – it's a very volatile asset. It's, it's, gonna, it's like it's, a stocks. It's not something that I want to sell low on. You know, it's like I'd rather figure out what's what's going on here and then trade him for a, a second round pick in a yeah. year or something like that. Like well, that. <laughs> high hopes, but yes. But you, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I don't want I don't want to dump him for a, a fifth yeah. right now. So last week we were talking about our headstones with McCracken and Donnie. I put this on Tyler's headstone, and you can agree with me. It's got to be get younger. Funny you mention that. I feel like he has a really young team. No, I, I, I don't know. I was just saying like that's just like it, it, instead of his headset it should be as like his motto, his like, mantra. Yeah, like it's like that <laughs> sign on his house that every time he leaves. Get play like a champion today, yeah. like Notre Dame. Get, get younger, young, acquire younger players. Yeah. What do you think his headstone is? Um, something with the wide receivers. Yeah, definitely tight ends. Yeah, he's got Gerald Everett and uh, Noah Fant, but I'll tell you what, not. We can talk about this in the off season, but uh, I listen to a lot of sports podcasts. You know, with standalone guys like Ryan Rosillo, Colin Cowherd. You sure. know, part of my take, they talk yeah, yeah. about like all different kinds of walks of life. The one position, and I think a lot of people would be interested uh, interested in this going into our rookie draft. The highest position or the most talented position going into this, but outside of our your normal wide receiver and quarterback, tight ends. What? There's a lot of lot of good talented tight ends out there. Hmm. The guy from Notre Dame is the the highest one. His name is Michael Mayer. Hmm. Um, but there's like, from what I've understood, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know, but I'll check it because in the sports books to bet on how many tight ends are taken in the first round, they're saying maybe possibly two to three. That's how if you are. If you are gambling on the number of tight ends taken in the first round, you're a real scumbag. Paul, you hear that? He's calling <laughs> us out for what we bet on. <laughs> But seriously, um, so I'm not saying like in our draft they'll go first round, but in that second or third round, if you're looking for a young tight end, sure, take a. F- I mean, how many? Like, name the five top tight ends in our league or in the NFL. Well, I, I don't think it's even. I mean, you can name like three, and then it's a shit Travis show Kelsey, Mark, Andrews, Mark Andrews, and then okay, so you can name two, maybe Hawkinson, T.J. Hawkinson but lately, but I would say the tough thing with tight end in our league is that you only start one. There's no, there's really no reason to put a second tight end in your flex unless injuries, well, inconsistent performances, matchups. But but unless you have those three guys, but they're not. Their ceiling is lower than like a wide receiver three on most teams. So like that's the thing. It's like it it makes sense to draft some and have young guys on your bench that might blow up and be the next Mark Andrews. But like you're not gonna carry. Five tight ends. No, unless you're I me, think, and I think, your whole IR is full of tight ends. Yeah, I think if you carry three, four at most. Oh, yeah, at most, at most. Yeah, I mean, mine. I, I mean, Hawkinson. I traded for Darren Waller, mm-hmm. but this was also before T.J. Hawkinson got traded. So yeah. like, and I mean, before it, and but, before Waller totally. Should yeah, have yeah. I mean, he had a decent. He had a touchdown in his game back. I mean, he's he's good. And like, Hawkinson. I'm kind of curious to see what'll happen with Irv Smith. Yeah, but me too. I think I think I think Hawkinson, they trade him. I bet they just trade him. Who Irv Smith? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're not trading Hawkinson. No, no. I mean, no, T.J. Hawkinson's, Hawkinson's definitely falling out of control, and yeah. like especially with Thielen kind of sunsetting, it's like I think it's him and Jefferson. And I 100 percent agree. So, what's our next matchup from our um, other game? Let's get into Prudence versus Bokeland. So here, it's a one seed versus a five seed, and Bokeland destroyed them. What did we talk about? I think it was either last week or two weeks ago when Prudence had the bye week. I said there, he might have a Ravens. 
early round exit when he has he's been going on this winning streak and I said it back then when they were 14 and 2 I was like I want the Ravens to lose before playoffs yeah because <laughs> when they get to playoffs you know it's tough to string so many games together and went out mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl and I mean caught up the prudence who let's just say we're gonna talk to him but probably arguably the roughest weekend of his life fantasy football and just or fantasy regular football and his personal life uh, and I, I should I should retract my previous statement. He didn't get destroyed. He got beat by thirteen <laughs> points. But I think what really happened here is that the, the team the team was exposed a little bit. It's like we knew this was not. He was the number one seed, but he had like the fifth most points scored. You know, um, it, his old guy quarterbacks. It's just not working. Um, he would have been better off starting cock turdy than either Tom Brady <laughs> or Aaron Rodgers, and that's that, weird. That name still just gets me. <laughs> I still I call him cock turdy to everybody. Like it's like the best. Um, yeah, I mean, this has got to be Prudence's biggest liability in twenty three. I think they're and it's it's funny. Like just before this, just before recording, Josh is texting us about, "Hey, I'm trading for quarterbacks in the off season because two of his brains are scrambled eggs, and his other quarterbacks are Russ Wilson and Geno Smith." And like, mm. it's like, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough off season. I think there's gonna be a lot of quarterback in the offseason. I think a lot of but I mean, if you're Josh, or if you're you're Hunter and Josh, what does Josh have that Hunter wants? And what I mean, Hunter also. Let's talk about his quarterback room, right? His aging quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They keep saying Tom Brady can play another year or two, but like, who's going to take him? They keep saying 49ers. Uh, with Cock Turdy's emergence, Trey Lance. Trey, no, with Trey Lance, they're not going to take Tom Brady. That, I believe me. They've that. This is what a lot of pundits talk about. Don't don't shoot the messenger here. Yeah, they're idiots. The Raiders. They might deal Derek Carr to the Jets or somebody. That that would be awesome. Or somebody. Yeah, that would be great. So you don't know where Tom Brady's going to play if anywhere next year. He wants to play. I don't know if anybody wants to take him on. Aaron Rodgers definitely has something left in the tank, and with another year under the belt with these rookie wide receivers, I think he's got something left in the tank. But however, what do you value? So for me, I'm looking for a second quarterback. I I or I I technically have one and we'll this will be a nice segue but like what would you value Aaron Rodgers at in terms of our fantasy league like what would you ask for if I was trying to go get Aaron Rodgers yeah obviously you only know you have him for two to three years if tops tops I'm thinking it's a one year rental uh, and I'm I'm offering a second round pick okay I mean that's I would say I, I would start negotiations with a third and oh piece. yeah oh okay yeah so sure but i would yeah, no, ex- no. i would ex- i would expect to actually lose a second round pick yeah and do you think our league and the owners look at other trades and what other people have traded for like is it like a like a setting a a bar like in terms of like con- like so for example contracts you know lamar oh, jackson's oh, com- he's, no. he's he's looking at contracts and to value what his contract is but then like for me i traded zach wilson to sean which is We'll, we'll talk about in the offseason with trades. A second uh, next year, 2024 second rounder, and, I, a, and a running I back for him. Right. But then, meanwhile, he got Trevor Lawrence for a first rounder and Marquise Brown. So it's I, like, where do you where do you draw the line? I mean, everybody negotiates differently. You know, this is not the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Khalil Herbert can go for a first round pick. We'll uh, dissect that trade for yeah, sure. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to be trading for Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah, I mean, I I thought about it a little bit, but the one thing, I, I mean, I know we've kind of gotten off. Well, and maybe Josh would. So <laughs> I, I kind of would too, but um, you know how we were talking about off, 
off the air last week about, you know, quarterback values and their, you know, rankings. And I was talking about, like, hey, I might look at Derek Carr from Brendan. Yeah. And you're like, you have Jared Goff, who at the time was 11th ranked fantasy quarterback to Derek Carr is a 14th. And I thought about, like, huh, maybe that's not really an upgrade that I need for consistency. But this is going to blow your mind. Jared Goff is number 10. Guess who's, like, 11 or 12? Yeah, got to be Carr. Justin Herbert. Oh, see, that's tough because, I mean, this is, he's young. The The sky is the limit with, with Justin Herbert. So his, his value is going to be higher just because I, we don't know And the potential, happen. yes. Yeah. But I'm just putting things in perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, if I approach Paul for Justin Herbert, he would You'll not get even laughed out of the room. Yeah, right, no that's way. my point. But anyways, uh, with Prudence, Josh Jacobs, stuff caught up to him. That's a nice little... Uh, Storyline to monitor in the offseason. That's funny. I was watching. I watched a, a video on Twitter of um, I heard, in, I heard him the in the locker room, and they're asking him kind of like, you know, what's going on? Like, wh- why? Why do you think the team is is going this way? And he said, "Oh, you're gonna have to ask somebody else. Like, I'm tired of this shit." Yeah. And um, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. It's they, a shit run organization. He he's produced his whole career in the Raiders. Like. Pretty interesting career he's had with the Raiders. I mean, he's produced year in, year out. They keep saying this would be the drop-off year, drop-off year. And he's been, like, right, riding the ship, if not their best offensive, most consistent offensive player yeah. until this year with Devontae Adams. And it's like they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He is definitely not going to end up there next year. So between him, there's a lot of running backs on contract years, like decent running backs. So I think it's going to be an interesting offseason. Yeah. I mean, Tony Pollard, Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, uh, Josh Jacobs. I don't know, tons of tons of guys. Mm-hmm. My entire bench. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot to go, a lot going on. I mean, it just depends on how much teams evaluate running backs. There's there's always teams looking for running backs because if you're one player away, ready to win now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do that piece. I mean, um, I mean, think about what we've done. The Bills with, would think be about interested. what we've done with players like Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis, and last year, who who do we have around? Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Latavius uh, Murray, Latavius Devontae Murray. Freeman. Yes, Oof. it's just been it's it's like th- these guys, and and that is like two tiers below a lot of these players that are on contract years this year. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, they they can definitely upgrade a team. Yeah, I mean, one of the segments we can do in the off season is maybe look at like landing spots for guys that are on contract years and free agents and stuff. So that'll be fun. But I think uh, Josh Jacobs, that Raiders team, just bad. One other just cringe point for Prudence. Um, tough situation is just the Eagles. He's got their best skill position players, but it's like I, I, I do understand where like you can't start Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and AJ Brown every week. And he and it wasn't his fault when he had him because he didn't know that AJ no. Brown was going to be true. Well, of course, but like now he's in a place where he's getting screwed by either AJ Brown or Devontae Smith on the bench and, almost and every AJ week. AJ Brown's a Pro Bowler, so yeah, it's like of course Devontae Smith. <laughs> I mean, and they're not that far off in age, but it's like. It feels like it. He though. needs to, I think, like we say, diversify your assets a little yeah. bit. Maybe I mean, and I like, again, you like some parity. Like or, you said, it's not. He didn't. He didn't sign up for this. But uh, Hunter, if you're listening, <laughs> trade me Devontae Smith in the offseason. What are you offering him? We've already had these discussions. His price was a little high. We'll talk about it. I think. Uh, I think Hunter <laughs> it was sipping the Manischewitz <laughs> over the weekend <laughs> with. Devontae Smith. But, I mean, he's a good player. So, I mean, and he's young. Yeah. I mean, hint, hint, wink, wink, Tyler. Yeah. Who, Tyler would love Devontae Smith right now. Young, good wide receiver. Trade one of your running backs for him. Wow. I'm sure Hunter would take him. That, yeah. That's, that's a fair I just, point. I, fair point. 
But uh, so another thing that it's going to hurt Hunter going forward. I mean, it's it's obviously done. But I told you this weeks ago. You looked at me like I spoke to you, Amanda and Zach Wilson. What done. about him? He's done in New York. That's crazy, dude. I think I think you weren't you were looking at me like you you weren't disagreeing, but you were like you couldn't I mean, it's believe like it. Like number two overall pick to literally like flipping burgers in two years. That's so, nuts, man. So I think he'll be on another team as a backup just yeah. because of the ceiling. Yeah. But I heard a quote from somebody was, I think that people think about, or this isn't a quote yet, but people always think about, you know, you spent this, the second overall pick on Zach Wilson. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay, you missed. So what? It's it's a crapshoot with any of these players. You sure. never know. Sure. I mean, look across the NFL. Like, if you look at all the pro bowlers, how many of them are first rounders? How many of them are middle rounder? How many of them are undrafted? Yeah. Also, like you look at the first round, you're half of them miss. Yeah, and you know, it's here such was, a high profile. So, L, so right? here's the quote that I heard, which was really put things in perspective. I mean, it's like if you have a miss in the beginning of the first round, that's not the problem. The problem is being stubborn and keeping on to that, and like trying to convince Fair. yourself. Fair. Like you just need like once you know. That Zach Wilson isn't the guy. Instead of forcing him out there, like mm-hmm. like just because you have invested draft capital in him, yep. just cut ties with him. Just get it off. It's toxic. It's done. Move on. Don't like look what the Cardinals did with Josh Rose, and then the next year they take Kyle yeah, Murray. Fair enough. Fair enough. And look what happened. Yeah, like it sucks. Yeah, you missed. And it's yeah. like, what are you going to do? Keep playing them, losing games, piss yeah. the rest of the team off. Fair enough. I guess like and and right now Mike White is going to play this week. He's going to mm-hmm. be the starter. Flacco is the backup. Zach Wilson is inactive. So, I mean, that's kind of what they're doing. They're done. He's done. He looked he looked terrible. Yeah. The team the, the team, the fans, they all hate him. The they, players the players aren't showing it like on the field as much, but deep They down, put in they put in a guy who looked like Dan Ward and he put up more yards in the second half. That guy looked like a Sons of Anarchy uh <laughs> stunt double. Chris Traveler. <laughs> he looked absolutely ridiculous. He literally looked like an XFL quarterback. <laughs> he looked I was this guy could, how about that one play where he had, like, there wasn't a guy within 15 yards of him down the middle of the field, like, wide open, he underthrew him, and the, the, the crowd goes wild. Yeah, the crowd still went nuts because he caught, he, at least he hit him on a, like, free, like, like, free. The first time there had been a 15-yard completion in the whole game. Meanwhile, Zach Wilson <laughs> is rolling out of the pocket, sitting there for, like, two to three seconds, and just throws Throwing these, it into the stands. What was the, he, Jackpot! <laughs> <laughs> like... He was just like throwing him up in the air. Like there should have been so many more interceptions, but yeah, we've spent enough time on him. He sucks. Anyway, the team who won the game, Bokeland. I mean, you got to think he's got a higher floor. He's got two two quarterbacks that are uh, producing fantasy points anyway at a higher <laughs> level in Pat Mahomes, who obviously he's he's the shit, and Danny Dimes, who stinks, but he's good for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what led Bokeland to deal Trevor Lawrence a mm-hmm. little bit because he's like, yeah. Daniel Jones has been playing well. Who he knows? didn't pick up his fifth year. I know. Another person that's a free agent. Wonder where what will happen with him. Um, Bokeland's in the championship. Yep. He sure is. I mean, pretty surprised by it. I mean, he's doing something right. He's got some solid players. I mean, the, I mean, char- think, the Chargers think, emergence and getting healthy at the right time is helping. And what's crazy, like, think about what we were talking about with Bokeland in, like, week two. His starting lineup rocks. His bench is not deep. But now and, the bye weeks are over. But here we are, and all of his starters, they've all emerged more or less unscathed from the season. Like Aaron Jones, right now he's questionable, but like 
he's going to play through it this He's week. had the Q next to his name all yeah. season and still producing. He's, like, great, he's got the most receptions on the Packers. The only the only position where it's a it's a mess is tight end. Otherwise, he's he's like his his starting lineup from week 1 is locked in. Yeah. So like, I mean, he he has been very fortunate in the injury standpoint and all of his big names have more or less produced all season. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he got to the championship without Cooper Cup who was like Top five fantasy. Never mind. You're right about that. That was an injury bug. I forgot about that one. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's got a lot of great matchups on the team. We'll get into it. But, I mean, he's definitely scaring me going into this week. Yeah, I mean, matchups are a big deal. I mean, you might have superior players, but yeah. now. Or not. Like we talked about this earlier with Tyreek Hill. He's the guy that got you to the championship or one of the guys that got you to the championship. Yeah. He's got a tough matchup. You got, and he's got a second stringer. You got Josh Allen, who's got you the championship playing the Bengals. Yep. I mean, tough. Joe Burrow playing the Bills. Yeah, like, I mean, the nice thing about and we'll get into it. I, we'll get into it. So I was gonna say what's on Hunter's headstone, but I think we should just ask him in a minute. We'll we'll ask his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but a couple things from the loser bracket. Can I talk about something real quick? Um, yeah, well, actually, that? it's a fact. Uh, so. Josh beat me, so he. Oh, he, he did. Yeah, he beat me pretty comfortably. My team took a dump. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were. Was that a Monday night thing? I thought you were going to win. No, uh, I was. Okay, never I was winning comfortably, and then Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, and DeAndre Hopkins decided to, okay. you know, have a, a sixer together and <laughs> shit the bed. Who could blame him? But um, yeah, exactly. They all have shit situations they're dealing with. But uh, so Josh now is the fifth pick. And I, in turn, would have the sixth pick, but that belongs to the Dennis's. I looked at my stats. I was 6-2 and two eight weeks ago. I have one win in eight weeks in Ouch. fantasy football. Ouch. And still was the third highest scoring team in the league. Wild. But other quick hits from the loser's bracket. Mondes' team showing the flashes of the guys that are going to be taking them in the future with Kittle, Singletary, and Pickens. Yep. Heflin's. How many times we talk about CD Lamb and Justin Jefferson? They're studs. Ridiculous, dude. Studs. Ridiculous. It's like, it's such an advantage. Those two guys are. I mean, what two is. Two young wide receivers just being the, 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 the guys. It's like, what is it? Like the, the running back or the wide receiver six in CD Lamb and the wide receiver one. Yeah, Justin, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson. Absolute so, stud. Yeah. Should be NFC Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Hands that, down. Yeah, that's a um, huge advantage. The one thing that Adam wants to look at is DeAndre Swift. It's a little stressful. Ravens running backs. It's hard to guess who's getting the the. Yeah, man. I mean, and he traded for DeAndre Swift and Gus Edwards. Yeah, I mean, and the the Lions are winning games and putting up points. But this okay. So this week though, and the argument for DeAndre Swift was just wait till he's healthy, and like now it's like Jamal Williams is hurt. This should be DeAndre Swift time. I wasn't. I told you I wasn't sold yeah. in that trade. I mean, Dalvin Cook, obviously he's better than those two guys, but yeah. it was more like the injury and getting two assets. Mm-hmm. So I mean, hey, we'll we'll see what develops. When he gets, when he gets in the off season, Adam is still Adam is still rebuilding. So we'll we'll see we'll see what develops. Exactly. But Adam's got to be sweating a little and bit about I'll that. I'll tell you who is also very happy that Trevor Lawrence performance going in next season. Joe Dennis. Mm-hmm. Got to be. Also, before we kind of wrap that up. Joe Dennis cutting quits on social media. 
big loss for the lead. That's a huge loss for the lead. He's a constant stream of uh, of great material. I wonder uh, if like Sean's taking him out to like Cabo or something to like make him rethink. Like or like putting him on one of his free agent visits to get him to stay. I, I mean, it's like we we love we love Joe Dennis's voice on Facebook, Instagram. Oh, is he on Instagram or is it just Facebook? Uh, he's probably on all of them. MySpace, well, Zanga. You know. I, I, either way, I, I we really hope he reconsiders. Joe, if you're listening, get back on the gram, baby. Yeah, we need you. But uh, I think our marquee time is here. We need to go call Hunter. I, and by the way. We talked before the show. I kind of gave you some context of where we were coming from. Mm-hmm. I have not talked to Hunter fully since Christmas Eve shenanigans. I talked to him on Christmas a little bit. We chuckled about it, like shot the shit. But so this is the first time I'm talking to Hunter, chopping it up since Christmas Eve. Should be interesting. Let me check the time. Yeah, we're, this is going to be another two-parter. <laughs> All right. Talk to you in a minute.